Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! So, you are looking for your laughing place? We'll show you your laughing place. Welcome, one and all, to the very first Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Gennetti. Joined today by some very special Mickey dudes, my co-host Dave Koch. Hi everyone, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. Our producer Greg Nevis. I regret nothing, ever. And two of our rotating commentators, Tim Schweska, fresh from the drugstore, having a sass roll with the boys, and Kyle Ostrander. I sat next to the rebel spy. We hope that we can bring some joy and laughter to your day as you listen to us each and every week. Each episode will have a different set of Mickey dudes in the rotation. Each one of us giving a different thought on all things Disney. Right now, let's get to know some of those Mickey dudes a little better. <laughs> Who are you? Hey, this is Pat Gennetti, one of the hosts of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I hope we can bring some joy, laughter, and smiles to you each and every week. So, a little about myself. I'm a father of four, an eighth grade history teacher up here in Connecticut, and the president of my wife's fan club. I'm a self-confessed Disney geek and a DVC member, proudly of the Polynesian Resort. Some of my favorite Disney things, my favorite park, Epcot. No doubt about it, it's a great date night spot for me and my wife. I cannot get enough of World Showcase. I love going over to the United Kingdom, grabbing some fish and chips, a nice beer, sitting out at the water. It's pretty much a perfect spot. My favorite ride, I might have to cheat on this one and give you two. Splash Mountain, love riding that with my kids and my wife. Um, Rode it once, five times in a row and really didn't get sick of it. And the People Mover. It's a Disney classic. It's up there with any ride, but it's it's simple, but it's still thrilling at the same time to be able to see everything that you can see while going through it. My favorite hotel, pretty easy. It is the Polynesian. I'm pretty infatuated with Dole Whips, and I have Ohana tattooed around my wrist. My favorite restaurant is Sanaa. It's different. It's something that I can't get up here. Um, can't beat the theming. Love the atmosphere. My bucket list item, I would love to be able to stay at every single Disney resort. They all have something to give. They all are different. And one day, I hope I can make that happen. Dare to dream, I'll tell you that one. You can follow me on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney, also at The Mickey Dudes. And without a doubt, we cannot thank you enough for choosing our podcast to spend a little bit of your day with us. And I thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mickey Dude Dave Koch, and I have the distinct pleasure of being one of the hosts on this brand new podcast. In terms of the Disney fan community, I'm pretty much known among the run Disney people. I do a lot of races in both Florida and California. There's nothing like a Disney race. You can find me on Twitter under the handle at Figments Reality. I like posting a bunch of uh, pictures of me with various Disney characters. I have about 200 of them. It was just a uh, scavenger hunt that kind of took on a life of its own. And it's one of my favorite pastimes in the park. My favorite Disney character is Figment. Although the ride is kind of lacking, 
kind of think that Figment just embodies everything that Disney is meant to be in terms of imagination and creativity. And I think that creativity translates best in my favorite attraction, Splash Mountain. That is definitely my happy place. I play the music to it all the time when I'm stuck in traffic to help calm me down. And it's a must-do in the park for me anytime I'm there, be it in California or in Florida. So another obscure fact about me is that I could probably eat my weight in zebra domes, although I probably shouldn't. I've been known to make special trips straight over to the Mara to get them for my room, wherever I'm staying on property, and I never pass up a chance to eat at Boma. When visiting the world, my favorite resort is Port Orleans Riverside. There's just something about it and an early morning walk on the Sasagula and just taking that boat ride to Disney Springs and a visit to Yeehaw Bob is just always in order. Believe it or not, Disney for me is a newfound passion. I've only been going there for the last five years. I went on my first trip when I turned 30. Through my 20s, I preferred to travel to Las Vegas and all through Europe. First time I went over to Disney, I gladly traded all of my Players Club cards for an annual pass to both Disney World and Disneyland, and I've never looked back. I currently live in New York City, where I teach English at an amazing high school, and I'm a varsity track coach. I'm really excited about this new project, and we hope you guys will like it. Hey there, friends. Mickey Dudes Greg here. I just wanted to take a moment to introduce myself. On occasion, you'll be hearing my voice on the podcast, sharing my thoughts and experiences about the mouse. But as producer of the show, my work happens backstage. My love for Disney began much later in life. As a child, we weren't fortunate enough to travel to the world. But during our first trip in 2009, the Disney bug bit us hard. And as they say, the rest is all history. To me, Disney is much more than the parks. It's a way of life. I've made so many wonderful connections in the community. It's so easy to make friends when you have something so magical in common. I invite you to join us on our journey as we share our love for all things Disney. You can find me on Facebook at Greg Nevis and follow me on Twitter at G Nevis. Hello, my name is Tim with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am 38 years old and I am a beer manager in central Illinois. I enjoy going down to Walt Disney World with my wife of 12 years. My first visit was in 1982, and my most recent visit has been in 2015. Uh, My wife and I have frequented uh, Walt Disney World many times uh, together and separately, uh, me leading the pack with about 29 trips. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to continue that streak. And I really like Walt Disney World for the resorts. I really like Walt Disney World for the world-class restaurants and definitely the nightlife. Hey, guys. This is Mickey Dude Kyle from the great state of South Carolina. Mid to late 80s, I grew up in Central Florida, about a two-hour drive from Walt Disney World. And my family and I would make numerous one-day trips to either Magic Kingdom or, at the time, Epcot Center. I don't remember too much about this time except I loved Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Smoked Turkey Legs. My family and I left Florida in the 90s and moved to South Carolina and did not return to Walt Disney World until 1996 on a school trip. At that time in my life, I was 14 years old. I was in that Disney is for kids state of mind and just saw the trips as a way to get away from my parents for the weekend. The school trips turned to yearly events and I actually got to stay on property for the first time at all the all-star resorts. And it was during this time that I discovered that my favorite attraction was Alien Encounter. 
Uh, I graduated high school in 2000, and I joined the United States Marine Corps. Did my time, got out. In 2007, I returned to Disney World with my wife in tow this time. She was a fellow fellow veteran, and having visited a couple times, she was able to convince me to stay at the Wilderness Lodge. However, both of us knew nothing of planning, which restaurants to eat, or how to take full advantage of the Fast Pass system. We kind of just showed up and did it on a whim. We had a wonderful four-day trip. We wanted to go back, but it definitely was not a top priority for us. Our life changed when we planned our seven-day extravaganza in 2011. I announced to my work friends that my wife and I and then three-year-old son were taking a week-long trip to Disney World. The eye rolls followed along with those typical snide remarks that the 14-year-old me would have had. It parks just for kids or just for girls. My buddy who worked there introduced me to the World of Disney podcast. And through these podcasts, I was able to fall in love with Disney World and learn how to make most of my vacations through books, how to plan for your vacation, how to take advantage of these fast passes. I learned that Disney World was not just about the rides, but the experience of the whole resort. I became consumed with Disney parks and the history of the Disney company. And since that week-long trip, my family and I have become immersed in the Disney culture. Early trips have followed along with us becoming DDC members of the Polynesian. New friends in this Disney community have been made, and I know there are others out there that are getting the eye roll when they announce the Disney trip. You can follow me on Facebook, Kyle Ostrander. You can also follow me on the Twitter machine at TurkeyLeg1. In tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about our must-dos in the parks that started it all in the world, the Magic Kingdom. Now, when we say must-dos, we're talking about every single time we go, we have to do these things. These things are no-brainers. We walk into the Magic Kingdom, we walk down Main Street, and we're like, we got to go here, we got to do this automatically. It's something that is near and dear to all of our hearts, but they're going to be different. So I'm going to start with Dave tonight. Dave, give me one of your must-dos. Okay, gentlemen, well, I'm going to establish right from the start that I'm a little bit different, and you might be expecting me to name a ride or a show, but I'm going to actually go for an obscure food. For me, a must-do is egg rolls in Adventureland. I found them by accident one time when I just needed something small for a snack, but they were just so good, and it just became a uh, tradition that I can't go without. They are that awesome. Now, Dave, you're not the first person I've ever heard say this, but I can't say that I've ever actually had an egg roll from Adventureland. But since you are not the first to tell me this, I'm going to have to try it next time just for that. Um, I'm very intrigued, to say the least. It was just one of those things that just uh, I wasn't intending to have one. I just needed something to eat at that moment, and it just became, wow, these are awesome. And it's just been a little uh, tradition since. That's what's great right there. You, you had it one time out of a whim, and that was your favorite thing to do when you go in the park. Go figure. No, and I think and I think a lot of times with, with stuff, uh, especially at the Magic Kingdom, there's so much to do there that a trip may be a little bit different each time, and you try something new, and then that gets you on your must-do list. No, that's, that's awesome, Dave. When I was at the Christmas party last month, they actually closed the cart, and it was for... A little while, I was really disappointed and in a bad mood. 
Well, I, I honestly truly think that without egg rolls, you know, some people could be in bad moods. I can understand that. Um, I've heard they're that good. So I'm going to move on now because now I'm getting hungry and I want an egg roll. So I can't have one right now. So I don't want to get too cranky for this first episode. So, Greg, how about you? Well, I'm going to jump on Dave's food train here. And since we're talking about food, uh, our must-do is always to jump over to a launching pad in Tomorrowland and grab ourselves a sweet cream cheese pretzel. Um, there's there's nothing like it every trip. With That's our must-do. Um, and usually I will have one. And uh, I've been known to finish a couple of uh, extra unfinished pretzels by my wife and daughter but every time we go we must have them i mean the price it's i think like 475 for one but it's a huge pretzel it's a great snack it's it's you know for an afternoon snack it's a way to go i'm actually now really hungry guys all right so whoever's up next and i'm not going to tell you if it's tim or kyle i'm going to keep you guys guessing um but we need to get off of the food train because you know I'm not the um, skinniest of men, um, even though I like to pretend I am. So uh, I'm a little hungry, but that pretzel sounds fantastic. I'm gonna get an egg roll and a pretzel now the next time I'm there in April. Quite honestly, I have to say I have never actually had either of those items. See, so so I'm not alone. So that's good. And and Tim, the next time you go, you'll have to try it. We're gonna have to have a whole food review now on the pretzel, on the egg roll, and see what else we can you know figure out what we haven't had yet. But this is what I think is one of the great things about podcasts like ours or like ours is going to be and other podcasts that I've listened to, you know, you can get so many different ideas of things that you can see, things you can do or things you can eat, um, especially, you know, right now what we're talking about. Um, and I think it's a really great that we have so many different perspectives and ideas. All right, Tim, I'm going to go head over to you now. Give me one of your must-dos, please. Well, I will definitely head off the food train for this one. One of my favorite must-dos is, uh, well, for me, every time I walk in there, I have to head over to Tomorrowland and go to Carousel of Progress. Uh, Carousel of Progress, to me, uh, it was one of Walt's babies. It debuted at uh, the World's Fair in 16. Um, loved it. He loved it so much. Booked it into the parks. Uh, Gene Shepard uh, narrates the story. Uh, Mel Blanc offers voices. I mean, it just it reeks of Americana. It's uh, it's really a nice look into kind of uh, kind of our journey into the modern era. Uh, absolutely uh, love going in there. The wife and I cannot miss it. It's uh, luckily my wife is right there alongside me to want to see this so i'm not dragging anyone in there it is it is a must do every trip that is definitely one of those things that on a nice hot day it's just refreshing to be in there i'll do it anytime i have an opportunity i'm always uh, a little bit disappointed that at the uh different parties like the halloween party and the christmas party they actually have it shut down because they don't have enough cast members to uh run it but it's definitely one that's top top with me too. Again, I mean, uh, one of the big reasons I uh, I love you know love Walt Disney World is I grew up watching so many uh, so many of the creations of Walt Disney before going into Walt Disney World. So to step into something where you know Walt had a personal hand involved uh, really is something else. 
there's also for me a home connection because I come from Queens, New York, and the uh, 1964 World's Fair is about five miles away from where I live. So in that way, I kind of have this little connection to home. Even though I wasn't born, I kind of like when I'm riding my bike through that park or I'm jogging through that park, I kind of think, okay, well, here would be where the carousel progress is. This is where it's a small world is kind of wish that they would do a traveling exhibit one time and rebring them back yeah that would be great i wish they would do that too i would i'd definitely drive up to see that i haven't done carousel in a long time however back when i was a kid that was one of my dad's favorites along with uh hall of presidents those kind of rides attractions so every time we go we went there at least once or twice no you're absolutely you guys are all right there you know you can never you cannot go wrong in any way with the carousel of progress um you know it's a classic um, you know, it's just not, there's not too many things you can say negative about it um, for any true Disney fan, at least let's put it that way. Um, if you don't know much about Disney, you may, you know, go into it and be like, well, really, what's the big deal? But for anybody that's a true Disney fan, we all get why it's a big deal and why it's just so awesome. So, all right, speaking of classics, we're going to you, Kyle. What do you got? I actually got a classic here. Um,. Every time I go to Disney World, I have to go ride Dumbo. You know, it brings back the most memories for me. Back when I was a kid, back when it was in Fantasyland and not Storybook Circus, when you walk through the castle, you can see just a little bit of that flying elephant spinning around. You know, um, it's low tech, it's simple, it's fun. Simple as that. I don't know it was my first ride ever, but that's the one I remember the most. And every time we go there, I, I got to ride it at least once, by myself or with a family. Love that ride. I haven't been on a, on the Dumbo ride since I was in fifth grade, so we're talking about twenty high twenty some odd years ago. Um, and it's kind of funny. My kids, they just never seem to really want to go on it, even though I'm like, "Hey guys, there's Dumbo," and they're like, "Uh, no." I'm like, all right, so unfortunately, I haven't been on it in so long, but I think one of these times I'm going to have to go on it by myself, which will kind of look silly, but hey, you know, whatever. I find myself wanting to play in the playground that they have now when they give you the little uh, buzzer to wait. We haven't done that because we're always like the first ones there. Walk on, just drive our kids through right to the ride. It was great because during the new Fantasyland expansion, you can ride Dumbo around and see all the progress that was going on beyond the uh, construction walls. Yeah, I did that too when I was in the parks during the expansion. Kind of wish that the uh, Astro Orbiter was uh, able to do that too, considering where it's situated, but you really couldn't get that well of a look into New Fantasyland from there. You guys are like ninjas. Well done. Seeing all the little nooks and crannies before they were actually finished. I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, Kyle, I, I don't, I'm not surprised with you with your, your background and the military and police so you know you're always a little bit sneaky but in a good way that's for sure um i will say this um for my must do um i have to go back onto the food train because dave brought it up before i will go over to adventureland and i will be that person that goes gets the dole whip um i need the Dole Whip with pineapple juice, um, pineapple ice cream, pineapple juice on a hot day. There is nothing better. Um, also, being a DVC member and having the Poly be my my home resort um, and getting them there anytime I want at, at the same point in time, 
you know, I just can't get I really I can't get enough of them. I could have four, five, six, seven a day um, without even thinking twice. Um, so, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, give me a T-shirt. I love the Dole Whips and I'll, I'll wear it proudly, you know, through the park all day. Now, you see, I'm the guy that's bringing in the uh, bottle of uh, pineapple Picardi and adding it to my Dole Whips. <laughs> Smart man. Yes, yes, I have. Very good. Smart man. <laughs> There's. You're right. So, you know, see, we're, we're giving out tips and tips and tips of the trade already for uh, all the all the newbies that are going to the poly that may not know that. So or may not have thought of it yet. So at least we got that going for us. Where, you know, we'll be a little bit of a, a degenerate here, here and there. Um... <laughs> well, that I mean, it's it's very nice. Very nice that you know Kyle's at least keeping it in the Tambu Lounge, whereas Dave is deciding to you know have to you know force a parent to have the conversation of mommy, why is that man adding a hobo bottle to his Dole Whip? So I mean, it's uh, at I least didn't Kyle's say I was doing it in the kingdom. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. And it's and it's not a frisbee; it's a novelty flying disc. <laughs> exactly. Oh, all right, gentlemen. Let's go back to Dave, and you're going to have to give me another must-do. All right, well, you're going to see a trend with me because I always have to be different. So for me, it's corny, but it's a must. I'm going to the Country Bears. Yeah, most people don't like it, and they look like something out of Deliverance. But there's just something about that show that makes me happy, and I can't get enough of it. I just sit there with this huge, goofy smile through the entire show, and I can lip-sync the entire score, and just never gets old for me. I, I can honestly say, and it's on my bucket list, it's on my must-do list um, at some point in time, but I've never been in there. Really? Wow. You have never I seen know. the country fairs? I've ne I've been to, I don't know, Disney 7, 8 times, something like that. Never seen it. I have a friend who was a cast member for three years, and she never saw it by choice. It's The shows like that, you know, my kids aren't into necessarily... Um, you know, so it, it, that's one of the drawbacks of, of having the kids. They want to do a lot more rides, um, and especially with having the five-year-old, he's not really going to sit still for a show necessarily. I think as he gets a little bit older, I think then, you know, that's going to change. Um, so I know at some point in time I will get in there. Um, I just don't know when. <laughs> still will settle down a little. <laughs> <laughs> So very true. So very true. <laughs> uh, but Dave, I, I, I like I like how you go with you know unconventional egg roll to a classic like the Country Bear Jamboree, and to our listeners, now you're getting into the mind of Dave Koch, and you know it might be a scary place, but stick with him, and you know you'll see he's an okay dude. Well, I had to go a little bit different because I just talked about in my intro how much I love Splash Mountain, so I had to uh, kind of just present both the uh, conventional and the unconventional because that's just me makes a lot of sense to me makes a lot of sense to me 
Oh. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> well, Kyle, if anybody's going to be able to get the background check, it will be you. Like I said, I wasn't in my right mind when all that happened, so just keep an open mind, bro. <laughs> all right, Greg, give me a second uh, must-do for the Magic Kingdom, please. Okay, we're going to head over to... Well, actually, since we are in Tomorrowland, we're going to stay there, and we're going to take in a show at Monsters, Inc. Live Floor. That's, um... You know, it's one of our favorites. We, we kind of fell in love with that a couple years back, and... Yeah, I know that some of the jokes are recycled and, and uh, you know, they use the same material quite a bit, but the the technology behind that's pretty cool with the, the real-time performance capture and, you know, the, the performers, they do some great um, improv and, and ad-libbing. It's, you know, it, it's an awesome show and to repeat that over and over and over again and, and, and keep it somewhat fresh is, is quite a challenge, but yeah, that's that's one of our favorites so we do that at a minimum of one to two times every trip now have we love it now have you ever been that guy no i would love to be that guy my luck i'd walk in and everyone would expect for me to buy them churros at the end <laughs> right I keep and I, I, talking about where you were saying with the recycled jokes. I keep trying. I text in the recycled jokes. I still never get picked. It's you know, it's it's quite sad. Um, actually, the first time I uh, the first time I actually saw Monsters Inc. Lab Floor, my joke actually did get uh, picked. Do you remember? Cool. Do, do you remember the joke, Tim? Uh, sadly, yes, I do. Oh, you now, now you got to tell us. Uh, knock knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Gorilla. Gorilla who? Gorilla me a hamburger. I'm hungry. <laughs> Boo! I, I, never, I never said it was good, but hey, you know what? Don't judge me. Kids thought I was hilarious, so, ha. Uh. Pat, you just, need to, you just need to change your number. You can't have a 976 number to get on. Oh, all right. Well, now I know. So I got to use that joke, get rid of the 976 number, and I'm all set. Perfect. Exactly. And also, if it, from what, I, what I've heard is you got to kind of sit in the middle rows, too, to be that guy. Um, I always sit away from it. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Uh, sit in the middle, maybe on the end. Oh, the kids would love it. Like like Pat said, I got younger I got younger boys, and I don't see them sitting through a show, no matter how funny it is. My wife and I can be laughing our butts off while the young ones are like, "What kind of is this?" Kyle, I would say this though, with my young ones, if your kids do like Monsters um, University or Monsters Inc. or any either one, obviously, um, they they all sat through it. They they thought it was pretty funny. The interaction's pretty good. Alright, um, Tim, you gave us Carousel of Progress uh, last time. What do you got this time, buddy? Uh, well, I'm going to have to shift gears, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go to the food train. And uh, head over to Sleepy Hollow, and uh, pick up a chicken and waffle sandwich with sweet chili sauce. Uh, it is just an absolutely fantastic little treat. Uh, perfect for... Uh, Perfect for a couple to share. Uh, beautiful view of the castle right there. 
and quite honestly, if you catch it at the right time, you can sometimes be the only people back there. Um, just uh, a nice little, uh, nice little hideaway, nice little treat, and uh, just a perfect place just to kind of plop down and uh, kind of watch the world go by. You have me salivating on that one. Last last trip when I was there in August, I had one of those for the first time, and they are that good. They are phenomenal. Um, I think it's it's a weird combination that just works. And um, give it, you know, give Disney all the credit in the world for putting something together like that. All right, we got the food train. Now I'm gonna jump on the food cart. This right here was inspired by a non-Disney entity. Grew up in the '80s. We, had, we all had the Flintstones, right? Yes. Yep. And all their big Brontosaurus burgers and Brontosaurus yep, yep. legs and stuff like that. Ten million strong and growing. Yes. Well, when I was an eight-year-old chubby kid walking down and I saw the turkey, the Frontierland turkey cart, I'm like, they got Brontosaurus legs right there. And I had one. <laughs> I loved it. And every time I go back, I get one. My mother... As a joke going, you can't leave Magic Kingdom until Kyle gets a turkey leg. But now, but now there's a tasty, smoky goodness right there across from the freaking uh, Adventureland, Tomorrow, Adventureland, Frontierland little shortcut right there. It's like Anton Ego biting into uh, Remy Shutter Tootie. <laughs> I save my turkey legs for the studios because if you go over there and you cluck like a turkey, uh, Rumor has it you get one for free if you're like the certain. It all depends on the uh, mood of the uh, cast member or who, how many, how many have done it so far during that day. But I've never gotten it free. But it's always just fun to gobble like a turkey when you get up there. I must try that next I, time. That, yeah, I was gonna say I never heard that before. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna try that too. Because not only would I be able to possibly get a free turkey leg, but I at least could embarrass the kids at the same point in time. And you know. Being a father, that's one of the you know the prize things that I get to do. So you know, I'll gobble around all I can to, to try it's to get something It's the little things in life, too. bro. That's right, absolutely. All right, and for my final thing for a must-do at the Magic Kingdom, see, I, I wanted to. I have a few that I can go with here, and I really want to see which way the show was going to go, and we kind of went. We went a lot more with food than I expected. Um, I didn't really think we'd go so much food. I thought maybe we'd go more rides or attractions or something on that. So I am going to go with a ride. And if you listen to my intro, what I started the show with, um, with the laughing place, um, a must-do for us is Splash Mountain. Um, it's something that we will ride as a family, all of us, um, you know, four or five, six times. Um, two trips ago, when my son was three. Um, he actually went on it. He's he's ginormous for a now five-year-old um, But he met the height requirements and all that and he had such a blast and we caught it right after the rain and Right as the fireworks were starting so we got on it six times in a row Watched the wishes watched the fireworks kept going on it So we were on it because it's an 11-minute ride and we were on it for six times in a row So we rode it pretty much for an hour straight um, and it's one of the best memories I've ever had um, at Disney just because of the enjoyment of everybody there and all the kids again, again, again. So it was something that I will cherish forever. And I, you know, actually, I'm wearing my Splash Mountain t shirt actually right now as we speak. Um, if we ever get big enough and go to video, I'll make sure I wear it again. 
Um, and I think that it is something that will always be a must-do for us. That is awesome. No. That's amazing. You got a three-year-old do the same thing over and over again for an hour. Yeah, he he's an adrenaline junkie. Um, he's a little freak like that. And he he love he's been the last trip now that he's five. Um, he met, he met all the all the requirements for every ride. He loves Space Mountain. He loves Splash Mountain. He um, liked Tower of Terror. Um, and the Rock and Roller Coaster was a little much for him. He said he didn't want to do that one again. But you know he 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 he, he just loves the ride. So he loves that drop. Yeah, it's like our older kid. He was finally big enough to do every single ride in Disney World. It was a great time last trip. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I think obviously there are more must-dos that we could talk about. We can talk about them for an hour. We can talk about them for two hours. Um, you know, and I think that's one great thing about the Magic Kingdom. Like I said earlier, there's so many things to do. There that must-dos, even though they're no-brainers now we might be adding must-dos to our lists as the years go on and we start doing more things. I can go to the Country Bear Jamboree, like Dave said, you know, for his, and all of a sudden be like, I got to do that again next time I'm here. And I, it may just add to the list of must-dos. Agreed. This definitely opened up a lot of, uh, opened up a lot of new possibilities. I mean, again, I, I even, I've never had, you know, the, 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 uh, the sweet cream pretzel, never had the egg rolls, and, um, now I have to fist fight Pat because he's never been to Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really don't feel like getting into a fight. I'm sorry, Tim. I'll never, I, I will never disappoint you again. I swear. That would be an awesome pre-show for that. And Tim, <laughs> if you did that, I really hope you would be wearing your kilt while that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing about the show right here. We all sat down, and thought, well, Dave is going to pick. Space Mountain. Greg's gonna pick, you know, uh, a great mind train. So we want our, our little things right here, our, tur- our our turkey legs and our dumbos and our egg rolls. Now the opportunities come around for everybody else. Say, hey, I never tried that. Now I want to get in there and try something different. I I agree, Kyle. I think it was uh, definitely an eye opener, and I mean, it's uh, you could definitely tell talking to this group. You uh, you can spot almost, uh, I don't want to say Disney veterans and say, oh, well, we're above you know, naming basic stuff. And I don't want to call that basic stuff, but it's you, you discover so much when you take numerous trips and you discover these little hidden gems. Uh, I mean, just, uh, just the same as, I mean, if it would be saying, well, uh, you know, Soren, Soren is the best in Epcot, and then forget to maybe mention the little sake bar in the back of Japan. I mean, you have you have those little hidden gems that everyone has those little those little particular harbors they like. Exactly, and at the same time, you you everybody is attracted to the major stuff, and the major stuff is awesome. Otherwise, it wouldn't be considered major by people. So, a little bit of a little bit of the small, a little bit of the big. That's what makes an awesome Disney vacation. So true. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you know, I'm shocked that nobody said the TTA. I'm sorry, I had to throw it in there as a must-do. It's kind of an extra ad bonus. But um, I was just very surprised. I figured somebody was bound to say it. Um, so I just said it kind of snuck that one in. Honestly, um, I didn't yeah. go there because I figured you were going there. So I was trying to give you professional courtesy. <laughs> 
Well, well, I, I do I do appreciate that. I thank you very much. But I wanted to tell my Splash Mountain story while I had my Splash Mountain shirt on. So, gotcha. All right, Jen. I don't know of this TTA. I know of a people mover, but I don't know about this TTA. Thing, so. <laughs> Tim, we are fighting. That's it. It's on some kind of Disney cartoon called Miles of Tomorrowland or something. TTA. <laughs> no, the people. The- the people mover is i absolutely love the tomorrowland transit authority it's uh i quite honestly i was really surprised no one in this group picked it either because and i kind of laid off it because i thought someone else would also so i mean honestly you're, you're already looking at 60 percent of us uh, that is a must do all right gentlemen well i thank you for um your input on tonight's topic um i think this was a fun conversation and again like i think we all said we just scratched the surface our must do's that we said today um you know like i said may change um they may be different for some other people but i think that's what makes the magic kingdom so incredibly awesome there's so many different things to do and so many people go there every single day that their must-dos are just different and there's nothing wrong with that because there are so many must-dos at the Magic Kingdom. And I leave you with this. Just remember, always let your conscience be your guide. Thanks for listening to the first ever Mickey Dudes podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. If you did not enjoy the show, we are very sorry, but promise to do better next time. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.